Welcome to Life Church Hurley's audio podcast. We hope this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thank you for joining us. We hope you'll enjoy. Prepared the way for what God wanted to say, that your battle is already won, that you're already the victor, that God has the victory in his hand. And so I want to read something to you real quick. Uh, Revelation chapter 19. If you can, just turn there. It's the last book in the Bible. You can't miss it. Uh, If you see a bunch of words with definitions behind it, you're gone too far. Revelation chapter 19. uh, Go to verse 16. Which I give them. They don't have my notes today because we don't have notes. We're going to see what God wants. Revelation chapter 19, verse 16 says this. And Jesus has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that's it for this morning. How many of y'all have a King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Anybody? How many of y'all have a King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Now, look, when Miss Sherry got up, she talked about how Babylon was overthrown. Babylon, it will be overthrown when Jesus comes back. Now, we're reading this, and it talks about how Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And there's this moment in, in obviously, the book of Revelation where Jesus rides a white horse back down to earth. Now, how cool of a moment is that? Can you imagine looking up and Jesus is just, like, having the time of his life? And he's coming down, and he's dressed in his robe. He looks fancy. And written on him is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Don't you know that's going to be an amazing day of celebration for the church? Can you imagine how we're going to line up, or we're going to celebrate, and we're going to honor Jesus, and we're all going to worship this King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's where he's at. But the thing is, right before this moment happens, We have the story about how Babylon falls. Now, nobody knows what I was preaching about this morning. Miss Sherry didn't know. Allison didn't know. Leah didn't know. And yet everything that we've talked about this morning is this. Babylon in Scripture right here, chapter 17, Babylon is described as this. On Babylon's forehead, a name was written that says, Mystery, Babylon the Great the mother of harlots and of the abominations of earth. And Babylon, I don't know if you know this or not, Babylon's going to fall. Babylon's going to fall. And after Babylon falls, that's when Jesus comes back on the white horse with this mighty, mighty moment in the church. But Babylon's going to fall. Babylon is the mother of all abominations that you see on earth. Babylon, as you look in the news, and you see movies, that every movie has to put in something that's against God, that is fighting against God. Every movie, even a, even a little children's movie, has to say something about our God not being good. And they'll, they'll put something in there, and, and they'll twist the truth, and they'll want to teach your kids things. That's Babylon. Babylon is going to fall one day. Amen. Here's, one, here's my question. After Babylon falls, Jesus comes on his white horse, King of kings, Lord of lords. Let me ask you, when did Jesus become the King of kings 
and the Lord of Lords. When did Jesus get that inscribed on himself? When did he get it on his thigh? And when did he get it on his robe? When did it happen? Did it happen after the battle of Babylon? Anybody? When did Jesus become the King of kings and the Lord of lords? This is what it tells me. That even when the battle was raging and Jesus was not riding on the white horse and he was not coming down and we're not reading the inscription, even before that moment, Jesus was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Even when Babylon is raging, which is today, even today when everything looks like it's counterculture to, to God and to Jesus and the word of God, even when it looks like the church is going to come under harsh persecution, which we will, even when everything says that Christians are, are um, pitiful little beings who have to find, find some God to believe in, and everything is being pushed against the church, do you know that Jesus today is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Do y'all believe that? Do y'all know in the book of Joshua chapter 5 at the very end before Joshua would leave uh, the, the children of Israel into, um, into the, the, battle, the battle of Jericho, sorry, when the walls would come tumbling down and they'll walk around this city and do all the things that God called them to. Do you know that right before that, an angel of God visited Joshua and he's standing there and what does the angel of God tell Joshua? Anybody remember? Right before he goes in, he says, take off your sandal, for this is holy ground. Y'all remember that now? Even before it came on the screen. Take it off the screen. I don't want any handicap today. He looked at Joshua and he said, this is holy ground. You know what Joshua called it before the angel called it holy? You know what Joshua called it? He called it the battlefield. And the angel came to Joshua and said, you cannot call this place a battlefield any longer. You've got to call this holy unto God. Do you know where the holy ground is? It's everywhere that God has called you to be. Everywhere. But the problem is, you keep calling it a battlefield when God called it holy. You see, the thing is, you keep waiting for the victory when the victory has already been won. You you keep waiting for God to do something when God has led you and he's been doing it all along. You keep waiting for God to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he's never changed. Scripture says that God was and is and is to come. In other words, he is the King of kings. When you see the victory, when you're in the middle of the battle, and before you even knew the battle was coming, that is the King of kings and Lord of lords. But you're so busy calling it the battlefield that you can't see what God's doing. And he said, Joshua, you got to start changing some things and you got to start relabeling some things in your life. You see, some of y'all are in a battle in your marriage right now. 
And every single day you wake up and you say, look at this battlefield that I'm in. Not realizing that God brought you into that marriage. He set you there. He set you up. And he calls it holy ground. But every time you pray to God, you tell him it's a battlefield. What about your miserable job that you wake up and go to every single day that you do not want to go to? God calls it holy ground because he gave you that job. He set you up. He gave you favor. He's going to give you things you don't even know about yet. And yet he tells you, you've got to change your opinion on where God has led you. Let me tell you, let me ask you, is he the king of kings and Lord of lords where you are right now? He's not on his horse yet. He doesn't have his fancy robe on yet. Is he the King of Kings and Lord of Lords right now? Then that's what you have to declare over where you are. You have no choice. When God says who he is, that's who we say he is. Amen. Babylon is going to fall. Everything that's coming against you, everything that's bringing you pain and misery, everything that's deceiving you, everything that's trying to change your words, change your ways, everything that's trying to get you discouraged. Don't you realize what Bruce said this morning? Don't you realize what Bruce said? What the enemy is trying to do is get you to where you do not experience the goodness of God that's coming. The enemy knows his time is running short. The enemy knows that if he can get you to not follow God in this moment, that you'll never see the blessings. And maybe you'll get so frustrated with God that you'll give up and quit. Bruce, for a long time, came in to the elders meeting and we had meetings at their house and everything was, everything is against me and my job. And all the encouragement he ever heard was, Bruce, you got to keep going. Bruce, you've been raised up. You've been given this position. Bruce, I, I remember there was a prophecy spoken over you, I think through prayer that God said, Bruce, you're going to have more authority than you have right now or something to that effect. And you know what? It wasn't a few months later, they made him a captain for the first time. And we're like, Bruce. And you know what happened when he became captain? It became harder. And the persecution became greater because the enemy knew the goodness of God is all over this man. And maybe you're standing on your battlefield and you're doubting yourself and you're doubting your God. But I want to tell you what's on the other side is so good. Now, let me tell you this. I heard a pastor, it's actually the same pastor that I think Greg referenced a minute ago. Um, he said this. He said something to the effect of, do you know why you keep going the way God wants you to keep going? Do you know why you follow God and you do the things that other people are not willing to do and, and you do it God's way and, and, you know, you, it's hard and it's harder. Do you know why you do it? And he came this short from giving a good answer. He said, because God, and I was like, yes, he gets it, has blessings for you over there. And I was like, Pah. Because we, as believers, don't do anything for the blessing. We only do it to honor our God. 
And if he wants to bless us after we bless him, then that is up to him. But we don't move to earn God's blessing in our life. We do it because we love our God so very much that we want his name to be honored among the nations. And that's what scripture promises us. And that's it. There's the line. So if he would have just stood up and be like, because God, that was the right answer. And that's the same thing today. But I'm going to tell you, Scripture promises certain things if we follow God in his ways. And the, the blessings of God, the ways of God come when we are honorable to his name. We don't do it for the blessings, but those things are promised to us by doing it his way. I pray and I hope and I believe that that's who we are as a church, that all we're trying to do is be honorable to him. And part of that is, before the battle even starts, that we choose to recognize where we're standing. And in the middle of the battle, when you're ready to go home and we, we're ready to give up, we realize that our God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will never take us into a battle and leave us there. He will never take us into a battle for us to be overwhelmed just so we can be mocked. God will always be there. And God always knows exactly what's about to happen. Amen? Now, I'm done. I got 19 minutes to spare, and I'm done. Because here's what I believe what God wants to do. Even believers can get into the battle so deep and the day can become so dark that it's easy to forget who your God is. And it's easy to get caught up in the length of the battle instead of the goodness of God. And it's, it's, if you've ever experienced pain, like real pain, if you've been in a car wreck, if, if you know that the pain of things can change you. And, and sometimes it's for the better, and sometimes it, it can change your personality, it can change who you are, it can, it can change your attitude. If you find yourself hopeless, but God has not left you hopeless. Amen. And so we're going to stop church right now, and we're going to have church. And if you need prayer, we're going to pray over you right now. I'm, asked, I'm done, Patrick. So the elders, if y'all want to come down, um, if we have any ladies who want to come and help us pray, you are, you are more than welcome. But if you feel like that you're in a dark hour or you're in a long battle or things just have not uh, been the way you thought they were going to be for a long time and you need prayer, come on. Come on. We don't have to play any fancy music or anything. We're just, we're just going to pray. By the way, this is why we came to church this morning. And we're going to pray. Like, we're going to throw down, and we're going to pray. We're not going to stop. Come on. John, John, come help us. Come on, anybody else?
you might have let it slip about who God is. Come on, will you close your eyes with me this morning? Come on, y'all just pray. The church, y'all pray. Before Jesus comes down, the great battle against Babylon happens. That means there will be times of persecution and things that are greater than today. Things that are harder than than they will be today. We have to know that we know who our God is. Come on, anybody else? Come on, maybe your life is perfect, but you need to be strengthened this morning. Can we speak over you? Can we pray over you? Come on. Come on, church. Come on. Now just keep praying. Come on, as we're praying, I just wanted to say there's this thought that if God comes through, then we'll worship Him. Man, if God wins this battle, then we'll call Him the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Look, He is. He is. And so maybe you're hanging on going, if God does this for me, then I'll know. I'm going to tell you, He wants you to know Him in the thick of the battle. He wants you to know Him in all the doubt and all the fear. He wants you to know before you even get there. He wants you to know. He wants to be walking with you all the way through it.
Come on, don't leave here without prayer. Maybe you want to stand in for somebody. You want to stand in for a family member who would never come to church, who would never come down and get prayer. Come on, come stand in for them. You know, earlier I asked, you know, when, at what point is Jesus, did he earn the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords? And, and, and everybody shouted, you know, he, he's, already, he's always been. But, you know, there's a lot of people even in the church, there's a lot of believers that don't know these things. There's a, there's a lot of people walking around in weakness that are waiting for Jesus to become something in their life that he already is. They're, they're, they're pleading and they're hanging on to a victory that they already have, but they don't, they're not even aware of it. They don't even know it. And, and they're, they're, they're begging God to be with them. And he's already with them. He's already walking. He already knows them and he, he loves them but they don't know who they are in Christ. And so I pray that as you leave today and and you go out, that you speak the truth of who God is. And you hold that mantle high, and and no matter what people, uh, no matter what discouragement people try to bring on you, and no matter what backgrounds other believers may have, and you look, you stand mighty, even among believers, and knowing who your God is. Stand confident in where God has brought you and where God has taken you and the things He's spoken over you. Because when other believers see that you spoke something that was so outrageous and something that God spoke to you in prayer, and you, you, you walk around with your head high and you say, look, this is who my God is. And when other believers shake their head and say, man, He's foolish. When God reveals the truth to them, They'll have an awakening of the truth of God. They'll finally understand who they are in Christ and who Christ is completely. And so if no one else does, even in the body of believers, you, you believe and you stand and you know and you speak even today. I don't stand on a battlefield. I stand on holy ground. So, Lord, we love you so much this morning. Lord, thank you for ministry. Lord, we sang earlier that we would give you time, that we would make time for you to do what you want to do. Lord, knowing that you were asking for time this morning. Lord, we love you. I I pray that we reserve our lives for you. I, I pray that the busyness of life, how we called up and just doing the things of God and, and missing God completely. God, I pray we're obedient out of love and not obedient out of what we're going to get out of it. Jesus, we love you as our God. We love you as our Savior. We're thankful for you. We're so honored to be called yours. We're so honored to walk around and Proclaim the name of Jesus. Lord, we're so thankful to have the word of God. We're so thankful to have a a group of believers who will surround us and love us and pray for us and, and stop everything on our behalf. You are a great and mighty God to your people. Thank you 
Thank you. Lord, I pray that your word is always on our lips. Lord, and may we declare this morning, no matter where we are, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we see or what we don't see, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords today. And it's in the precious name of that King that we pray this morning. And the church said, Amen. Can y'all celebrate Jesus this morning? And look, that's it. We're a minute short. Now y'all. Thanks again for listening to our audio podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at life-church.org.